Good evening and good welcome. A question I've been asked recently goes like this. What is the hardest part about being a Bhagwajang practitioner when trying to cultivate the Tao? That's a good question. And I have on and off for the last 20 years or so thought about it. Not deliberately thinking about it, but it pops up every now and then, especially when when a person reaches a certain stage in their understanding. And the hardest part is the fact that Bhagwajang is like an alternative path. It's an alternative version to the main version that everyone knows about when it comes to Taoism. A lot of stuff you... In the West, you will learn about Taoism is philosophical Taoism. And and on one level, it sounds a lot like reading about Jesus in the four Gospels. Then, if you go over to China, for most people, Taoism really is more like a religion. And it's like reading the Acts and New Testaments and 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 the sayings or whatever of 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 the new testament the the two sometimes are not always aligned also in china you have taoism which is a huge gathering of a lot of different cultural beliefs within china itself so it can be very confusing especially when trying to Cultivate oneself through Bhagwajang. Now, there are some things about Bhagwajang that actually make it easier for a person to use it rather than Tai Chi. The first part is is that Bhagwajang tends to have a very urban feel to it. So, if you're living in a big city, it's it's slightly easier to master than say than say Tai Chi. And it's not as aggressive as, say, Xiang Yi. So you can pretty much do it anywhere. You just have to get used to being that crazy fucker who walks in circles like a crazy nut in the park. But once people understand you're you're more than that, typically they will, after a while, leave you alone. Now, back to the path to cultivate the Tao through Bhagwajang. In the last two episodes, I mentioned what those levels are called. And the very first one is, is really G, or the foundation. That's where, before you're even on the path to cultivating the Tao, you're just learning about Bhagwajang. You're basically a practitioner of the art. Most people never leave this stage. The people who typically are leaving this stage, they've already got a lot of fights, a lot of arguments, a lot of conflict under their belt. And they're not really learning Bhagwajang to fight. Even though they know it's about self-defense, they're already practitioners of it and they can already do it. They're really learning Bhagwajang 
as a form of higher art, a form of higher cultivation. That's what helps them to move on, transcend to the next level. For the people who are down in G in the foundation, they typically are still learning it. They're still, it's about the adventure. It's about trying to learn something that doesn't come readily available to them. And you can see them because they're still mentally trying to count the moves. They're still mentally trying to see the moves and they're trying to remember the moves. and But they haven't really become one with the move. In fact, a lot of them have never even learned the form that they're supposed to learn properly. And there's a lot of jumping between styles and a lot of confusion. When Baguazhang becomes the style, we're making a decision saying, okay, this is the martial art I want to use in order to cultivate my Tao. After we have learnt the foundation, we really just practice to get good at, it, good at it so we can build upon our Li, which is our power, our strength. This part of it is a little bit difficult to explain, especially to young people, because it's like you are not really trying to be strong and powerful so other people can see you as strong and powerful, but you're trying to be strong and powerful internally so your muscles don't atrophy. Atrophy, I think I said the word right. And it's best understood when you see sick people or people who are injured or people who are decrepit or people who, who are very frail we're trying to, for a lot of us, we're moving away from that and health and having a healthy body. There are people, of course, who, who from the get-go are strong and healthy, and this is just bonus on top. But for a lot of people, this is where they get to because they want a healthy life. They want to be able to move. They don't want to use the motorized scooter to get around. They want to be able to walk. And they want to be able to carry their own shopping home. And they don't want to rely on other people. They want to be fit. Basically, they want to live a good, prosperous, healthy life for the rest of their life before they die. And hopefully, that moment of death will be sudden. Not painful, but just they get some say in how they're going. They don't want to die in a cancer-filled, painful, hospital, bedridden environment. Or stuck at home. They want to go out. Walk amongst the bird and trees. See the kids playing. You know, talk to their neighbors and friends. This is the real essence of cultivating one's li or power. And after that, when they have got their strength back, when they are strong enough to continually do Baguazhang, do they move on to the next level, which is about cultivating their Qi. Now with Qi, there's a couple of things there that need to be explained. One of those things is about being able to breathe better. Now you know you've moved on from Li to Qi is when you suddenly 
find you can't handle certain things like cigarettes and heavy smoke. You don't want to put pollution in your body. You want clean lungs. You want to hook out the phlegm and you want to hook out the black stuff, the tar that gets lodged in your lungs. You want to be free. You want to be able to breathe. This is lower version chi. This is easy stuff to understand for most people. You don't want to put impurities inside of you anymore. You want to clean the system out. And this is again an internal process. All three of those stages have been internal. In a real physical, measurable sense. You know you're getting close to the stage when the black stuff is coming up because one night probably you'll wake up, have to rush to the toilet and you start vomiting. And as you're vomiting, you go, what the fuck is all this black stuff coming out of, my, out of our lungs? This actually happened to me. Like black sticky tar. You know. And you move away from external drugs. Because those things are just there to um, keep you going, but they don't tackle the fundamental thing which is on the inside. And then after that, you move on to the higher stage of Chi, which is actually the energy from the cosmos coming in. That one is a little bit more tricky. That one is something you have to experience. But you know when you're getting there because you have an abundance of energy that is not readily available and you're able to do certain things that can't be expressed through normal means because your everyday life doesn't allow for it. Now in the past, a long time ago, a lot of people who were cultivating themselves had the time and energy to work on these things. So that's why we spend a lot of time walking the circle. We are cultivating our chi. And that draws up into the next level, which is yi, our mind. That's when we begin to see the world in a different light. We begin to see the world as it actually is. And we get to see the illusion that is played out before us. Now, I'm not going down the road of the Buddhist idea of everything is an illusion. No. We see what is false in front of us. Because we are becoming real. It's a, it's a situation that I have a lot of difficulty in. Because a lot of people come up to me with their false ideas. And their illusions of how life should be. And there is a clash and a conflict. There is, I don't know, I don't know how, how to explain it without writing an, another 100 page book or something about it. it. It's something we just begin to understand. And it's what makes us sort of become a little bit on our own. We see the bullshit. We see, we see the drama that people put themselves through. To cover the fact that most people's lives, there is nothing. There's work, there's home, there's television, there's eating. But really, there is nothing. That's fine if, if they know that's the case and that's what they want. But a lot of people 
invent dramas, create dramas. It's like the media. They create a lot of the drama that does not exist. And then finally, we have Shin, which in Baguazhang is truly about the spirit, that which is beyond us. That path isn't for everyone. A lot of us have a lot of earthly matters to deal with. And getting to that path, to that stage of Shin, we have to deal with things that most people don't necessarily deal with. And when you're cultivating the Shin, it is, as I say, you become a living Tao. Now hopefully I can explain it here again in much better terms because I I tried it with a guy at work because he, he lives a different life completely. And I said a living Tao, Tao or Taoist, living Taoist is someone who doesn't just philosophize, doesn't just do martial Taoism, which is Tai Chi and the martial, doesn't just do the religious Taoism, but actually tries to live it as much that as much as they can and it's a hard way to live on your own because there is so much out there that is a distraction your diet changes your lifestyle changes even if you stay in the city there's so much of it that is like you have to figure out how you can follow the path without subconsciously or unconsciously rejecting your neighbor so to speak because they don't understand and and you have to weave through a lot of things that people say is Taoist which is but doesn't exactly fit because there are people who are Taoist who go say you must be vegetarian to be Taoist no you don't have to although naturally you find yourself eating as a ratio thing more plants and vegetables versus meat but you wouldn't call yourself a vegetarian Or like me, I chose not to go off and live in the mountains, even though it's tempting. I chose to stay in the city and be urban and live around ordinary people, which means that every day you have in your face a reminder of what you're kind of not exactly rejecting, but choosing not to do. And because Taoists don't go around preaching, you know, you're on your own and no one around you knows what's going on. They know something is up because you can't help when they talk to you be, be a source of words of wisdom to others. And we're always healing people, even though we're not necessarily healers. And then there's then there's this phase where we just know stuff and we can't explain it how we know but we know later on we do some research find out and we discover yeah we knew that already we're just doing it to confirm and we're living and being a living Taoist means mentally we're like living to most people it appears to be in the future. We already know a couple of plays ahead of what's going to happen. And sometimes it's like, how is it other people can't see it? 
if the guy does A, the other guy will do B, and another guy will do C, which leads to D. You know, we're already calc- we already calculated through cause and effect and, and logical step that it will end up in, in A, B, C, D. Next one is E. But most people don't live in that world. They live in a world, guy does A and we'll see what happens. And then we're surprised when the next guy does B. And then they're confused. They go, how come you know so much? And I go, well, A, B, C, D. Next one's E. How hard is that? Oh, but you haven't done the the, the critical mass study. you got to have a project where you study a thousand people and, and get the sum of averages and blah, 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 blah. Really? Taoists are what they call outliers. We don't live in that world of averages. We don't live on the bottom where the mass of people is. We live on the fringe, you know. There aren't thousands of us doing Baguazhang. At most in the world, because of China, maybe a little over 200,000. But we are living, even Taoists themselves are living in the world where there are so little of them that if you get to meet one, you have to make the real effort. It's, um, it's a very challenging place to be. And I know some of you are very aware of this challenge. And so we walk the circle. We walk the circle. In fact, for a lot of us, walking the circle is the most pleasurable thing out there. We are like, we're Taoists, but we don't conform to the norms of what people expect Taoism to be. And yet we still fall part of it. And we don't have to necessarily call ourselves Taoists. We can still be Christian, Muslim, whatever. We just follow the way, however you call it.